Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Heart to Heart Real Business Podcast, where we talk about real business, real growth, and what it truly takes to have a business, not only that you love, but also makes a ton of money along the way. This is a place you can come to listen, share, learn, and just be yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Hartsman. Welcome to the show. Hello, podcast fam. Okay, I don't think I've ever done an episode on this. And this episode, I've got to tell you a story. So I'm going to let you know we're going to start off with like a really kind of crazy story that I couldn't believe happened to us. And we're going to tie this back to business because that's what we do, right? So today we're going to dive into how you act when someone says no is everything. How you make somebody feel when they say no is everything. And I want to give you some context here. Last weekend, Con and I went with his parents to look at cars. His parents are older. Uh, my husband and I have an eight-year age gap. And so his parents his parents are older and um, they, need, they need support from us, you know, and we want to make sure that they don't get taken advantage of, especially looking at new cars and all of that good stuff. And so we went with them to look at cars and um, his parents, you know, they're, they're so funny. His mom's very picky and she wants a German car because she's only ever had a Mercedes for like the last 30 years. His dad wants an American car because he wants to spend less money at this age, etc. And so they kind of came to this happy medium of let's go check out Audi because I think he doesn't want to give her the satisfaction of going to Mercedes. I don't know. But we went to the Audi dealer. I've never been to an Audi Audi dealership in my life. I've never driven an Audi. I don't know much about them at all. But we went. The cars were nice. We test drove. The salesman was nice. And then we sat down to talk pricing and negotiation, right? Because that's what you do. That's what you do with cars. And what you need to know is my father-in-law, he's a negotiator. And he's always looking for a good deal. So they gave him a quote. And he asked, okay, what can you do on the price? And the salesman says, well, what do you want us to do? And he didn't give Khan's dad any context as to like what their limit was or like how low they'd be willing to go. So obviously he gave him a low number. He's like, okay, there's no fucking rules. I'm going to go for it, right? And the salesman goes, oh, my boss isn't going to like that. He goes, but I'll go around it by him. I know he's not going to go for it. What happened next is why I'm telling you this story. The manager comes out. Me, Khan's mom, Khan's dad, and Khan are sitting there, like at the salesman's desk. This man comes out to, to the four of us, and he puts his hands out, and he starts, and he goes, thanks for coming, guys. Have a good day. And he shakes all of our hands. Like, I'm using air quotes, but like using this tactic to like, quote unquote, kick us out of the Audi dealership. And my guess is with this tactic, his hopes were like, oh, we're like, oh my gosh, no, we, we really want the car. Let's talk about it. I was stunned, stunned. I didn't like when he got to me, I like it took everything in me to actually shake his hand. I was disgusted. I was like this prick. Like I've never seen anything like that in sales in my entire life. And no wonder people are like, always referencing sleazy car salesmen when they think about sales. (laughs) But here's the thing. This man came out here doing that, arrogant as fudge, 
being a prick, thinking this tactic was going to have us buckle in our knees and be like, no, we really want the car. What happened after my husband called him out? My husband was like, here's the thing. What you just came out and did was beyond disrespectful. He goes, I've never seen anything like this in my life. You came out here like smug as fuck trying to quote unquote kick us out of your dealership because we gave you a lower low offer than you wanted for the car when your salesman gave us zero direction on where you guys were willing to negotiate this car. So we figured we'd try and you come out here thinking we're going to buckle and like try and get this car from you with, with something like that. The man stood there and just like looked at Khan and then kind of buckled and like he backtracked and he apologized and it was just disgusting. Here's the thing though. We did not leave with the car to like give you, give you the cliffhanger. We did not leave with the car, but here's the thing. This man not only didn't make a sale that day, but he ruined all future business at his dealership because I was actually walking around like, wow, I like these. These are so nice. And Khan was like, wow, I like these. And like, if, if they were good to us and gave us a good experience, even if we said no, even if my father-in-law lowballed them on a price, that's what you do with cars, you negotiate. The way in which he made us feel, we will never go back there. He could have had business for years, years and years and years and years and years. He could have had business from us. We'll never go back. And when we left, we got in the car and the four of us, like, I felt like I needed to take a shower. I felt like disgusting being in his energy. I like, I, as I tell you this story, I'm like, oh, like I cringe. The way in which he made us feel was terrible. And here's the thing about this too. We're travels fast. We live in suburbia. He lost our business and probably future business because Khan's parents live in like a 55 plus community. Everyone talks over there. Everyone talks. So they're going to tell people about that experience. And our neighbors, like anytime, like our neighbors were always talking, talking about cars and all of that stuff, especially my husband with the other husbands and all of that kind of stuff. This, this conversation will come up and he will lose future business, not just from us, but from other people. And that's why how you make people feel when they say no or working together isn't a good fit or it's a not right now is a very big deal. It's a very big deal because people will remember how you made them feel when they don't buy more than how you made them feel when they do. I promise you this. Promise, promise, promise. I want you to sink in with that. And I want to give you an example of this. I myself have reached out for things to people in the past and I've said no for whatever reason. It wasn't like I wanted more um, details on the offer and I I didn't love the way it was being structured so I didn't want to join it or whatever reason. It just, it wasn't right and so I said no. And here's the thing, the people that didn't make me feel like shit (laughs) for not joining the thing, I have gone back to and I've purchased things from them after that. 
I want to give you big context on this. One of my current mentors, we've been together, we're going on our third year together, okay? One-to-one. I've been with her for in one-to-one and different versions of one-to-one with calls, without calls, etc. Uh, just over three, uh, two years ago, yeah, because we're going, we're on our third year. So I guess just over two years ago, she was running like a micro offer. It was a money program. And, um, I had never worked with her before. And I reached out, I was like, oh, like, this is interesting. I'm curious about this. I reached out and, um, the way in which she was running it was not my favorite style of program. Like I actually knew I probably wouldn't show up for the program. Like I just knew that. So for me, I was like, now, like, I'll just wait and see what else she puts out. And I let her know that. I just said, thanks so much for the information and the details. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, just the structure of the program. I just know, for me, it's just it's just not something I'm going to show up for. And she was like, I completely understand. Like, if you have any questions, you know that I'm here. And, you know, like, wishing you the best. I think it was, I don't know, maybe six months later, maybe a year later. I wasn't even on her radar. You need to know this, by the way. Wasn't even on her fucking radar. She was on maternity leave. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, when you get back from maternity leave, um, can I be a one-to-one client? And I paid her like, I don't know, 10 times the amount of what that money program costs. Isn't that wild? I wasn't even on her radar. She like even said, she was Michelle, when you, when you reached out to me, like you weren't even somebody I was like even imagining that would be a one-to-one client because we talked about that money program you know, you said it wasn't a good fit. I knew you'd like, I knew or like was open to you coming back, but like, I had no idea you were thinking about one-to-one. That wouldn't have happened if she made me feel like shit for not joining her money program. I myself have have had so many clients come back to me and purchase after they've said no. So many times because they weren't scared to come back. They weren't scared to have a conversation. They weren't scared to inquire again to see if it's a good fit. And here's the thing, that's why like these sales tactics that this Audi man used and some of like the business bros use, they work like shit. Like trying to scare somebody into a sale is the wrong sale. Like when people say no for whatever reason, cool, that's up to them. We don't have to make them feel like shit about it. And what I say, just to give you give you some support on this, what I say to people, if they say no or not right now, whatever it is, or it's to the investment, whatever, who knows? It's a multitude of things usually. I will simply say, like, I completely understand. I'm here when you're ready. That's it. Or I'll say something like, I completely understand. I hope you find what, what you're looking for. And they're like, oh my gosh, thanks so much, Michelle. I'm like, yeah, of course. Or I'll simply say, like, I completely understand, and I'll put some emojis behind it. And I can't tell you, every time I've said that, people are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I want to say probably 95 to 98% of people that have said no to me have come back and bought something in some way, shape, or form. Or they're at least in my free community consuming my stuff, and they're, they're, they're still excited to learn from me. And that's really important for me. So I want you to remember this. Because how you make people feel when they say no is way more important than how you make them feel when they say yes. It's simple, yet it keeps the door open. And it keeps the relationship neutral as it should be. And lastly, do not take notes personal. I know that can be easier said than done. 
But we all get nose. I get nose. Everyone gets nose. Everybody. Everyone gets ghosted. Everyone gets left on red. Part of the game. Don't take it personal. The sooner you become neutral around it, the sooner you'll be able to make even more sales because you won't be attached to like your DMs and being like, did they read it? Did they check it? They didn't answer me. That they didn't. You know what I mean? They didn't do this. They didn't. Oh my gosh, they didn't answer me. They're maybe they're hiring somebody else. Maybe you're stalking their stories. Now you're like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Let that shit go. It's a waste of your energy, and you'll make way more sales when you do let that go. I'm gonna leave it at this. Happy selling, and remember, everything gets to sell everything.